0: What a disastrous weekend it was in San Francisco. Just a horrendous, awful, disappointing road trip for the Philadelphia Phillies who go out to the West Coast, drop two of three from Arizona, and then proceed to drop three of four in san francisco as uh 60 and 58 on the season now two games back in the wild card we did the whole if the season ended today thing no more of the season ended today this phillies team would be right where they deserve to be sitting on the outside looking in there 27 and 34 since the first of june and just a just a really disappointing weekend In San Francisco, dropping three of four. We will dive into it all. This is Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 12th, and it is the day where I think a lot of people who who were finally really trying to believe that this team had a chance at the wild card, had a chance to make some noise, whatever. It feels like today is the day it's all come crashing down. And for most of us, it's come crashing down for a while, but. Just a awful, awful weekend, awful road trip. A Phillies team that, again, heads into the road trip as a wild card team, coming off a just awful series at home, losing two of three against the Chicago White Sox team that is flat out bad. There's no other way to put it. Just a bad, bad, bad baseball team. You lose two or three to the White Sox, home, and then they go on the road for a massive series against the Diamondbacks and the Giants, two teams who are competing in the wild card, two teams who entered the week, you know, either somewhere between a game and two games back of the Philadelphia Phillies. And you lose two or three in Arizona, which we all remember how disappointing that was, including uh, just a, a no show on the last game of the series, the rubber match game of the series 1 1. You just don't show up. Your only run comes on a Bryce Harper home run in the ninth inning. Lose six to one. Embarrassment in that spot as a team showing up, all that. And then you go to San Francisco, a team that just came here to Philadelphia, and you were able to win the series. A team that, while they are competing for a wild card, is a team made up of a bunch of guys no one's ever heard of in their lives other than a couple of their pitchers. And then they they handle the Phillies. They handle them. It wasn't even competitive. five nothing loss on Thursday. We were talked about that on Friday, Madison Baumgartner, one hits the Phillies. one hits the one hit. They got one hit against the Giants. And they come back on Friday. You're feeling a little bit better. nine six victory. Bryce Harper the two big home runs and we'll dive into each of these games. You're feeling a little bit better, but then, loss on Saturday. The offense, yet again, does nothing. And then on Sunday, just a really disappointing 9-6 loss. As this team, it really feels like the season has and is and will slip away from them in this moment here. As, again, it's just, uh, this is the second year in a row we've seen this team come into August competing and last year even more so uh, a less talented team but a better record and just start to fall apart and look we, we there's still a month and a half of baseball left to play we don't know that this is the trend that will continue but it certainly feels really similar doesn't it? It feels really similar to what we saw last happen with a less last season with a less talented team it feels like a team that is starting to pack it in and give up. But I know that's not the case. This team's too talented, I think. But really, 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 we've talked a lot about this year, about how this team has just not shown up and been motivated in big spots, how it seems like every big game they lose. And to go out on this West Coast trip, your last West Coast trip of the season, your last real road trip of the season in the sense of leaving the East Coast for an extended period of time, this is the last time they do it all season, and they lose five of seven. And they do it pretty handily, so I just don't see how you don't look at this team right now and just be in, incredibly, incredibly, massively disappointed with this squad. We'll look at where they where they are in the wild card race in a minute, uh, in a few, and look at the schedule coming up this weekend. Much needed off day today after the seven day week in the West Coast, but man, I don't know if one off day is going to get them back to where they need to be. Let's dive into what happened. This weekend, the Phillies now sitting at sixty and fifty-eight on the season, twenty-seven and thirty-four since June first. Friday, their only win of the weekend, a, uh, a a fun game. It was look, it was a fun one. Drew Smiley was not as crisp or as good as he has been in his other starts. Obviously, uh, the third start he had had that rough inning, but then kind of able to pull it together. But on Friday night, less so. Pitches five and two-thirds innings, give up six runs, only four of them earned, but. Seven hits, three walks, four strikeouts. Just was not dominant. And and look, I think it's probably fair to expect Drew Smiley to be more this version than the guy who was dominant in his first two starts. People get a book on him. Not that surprising. Luckily, the bullpen, for the first time in a while, had a nice outing here. Wolvin goes three and a third shutout innings as Alvarez pitches a clean inning, a scary inning, but a clean inning to get the win. Mike Moore in a clean inning. Ranger Suarez, a clean inning. And then Hector Neris gets his 20th save of the season As it was. Look, that was a nice win. The Phillies won a nice one. Bryce Harper goes two for four with four RBI, three runs scored his first multi-homer game as a Philly. Let me say it again. His first multi-homer game as a Philly and it happened on August the 9th. We'll take it, right? We'll take whatever we can get. Uh, but they, they do win this one. And Harper with a big monster home run late that puts it away in the seventh inning to make it 8-6. to six. They were down 6-5. They fought back. You felt like they had to fight back some resiliency, and yet you felt it. You saw it. They do do the job. Corey Diggers in that three hits, including a bases-clearing triple in this game. A Nice outing. Um, and they do win. And you're starting to feel a little better, right? You know, you're like, okay, okay. They might have lost that first game 5-0. They might have gotten one hit. But we're starting to feel a little better. All right, now what we got to do is win one of the next two. Worst case, best case, we win two of the next two. Oh, but alas, the Phillies would win none of the next two. (sighs) <sighs> it's on Saturday, a 3-1 loss. Jeff Samarja just shuts the Phillies down. So they had Jeff Samarja and Madison Bumgarner both make them look silly from a lineup perspective. Corey Dickerson homered uh, in the first inning for the Phillies to get the game going uh, in the first inning, and uh, and that was it. <laughs> get nothing else the rest of the game. Uh, Samarja goes eight innings, allows two hits. Only that one run, five strikeouts, no walks. Will Smith comes in and shuts her down in the ninth, a 3-1 victory. The offense... Just unable to get anything going. Corey Dickerson, one of the three hits. Uh, Also, uh, Cesar a a hit and Sean Rodriguez a hit in a pinch hit situation. That was it. Three hits. Three hits. And Velasquez, hey, he wasn't as good as the last time. Velasquez pitched all right, man. Five innings, three hits, three runs, three strikeouts, one walk. Was not great. Had some trouble with some home runs, but otherwise I thought Velasquez was okay. You know, kind of bared down, pitched a little bit better. I wasn't Super disappointed, but they just didn't do anything else. They did nothing else. Jose Alvarez, Blake Parker, Zach up an old bit of a clean inning, but it was not to be. The lineup gets nothing going, and Hoskins, man, Reese Hoskins, over three in this one. He would have another poor showing on Sunday. Hoskins has been horrendous. Hoskins has just been flat-out bad. Since the all-star break batting under 200 since the all-star break, it has been a rough stretch of baseball. Hoskins, who is the one guy it felt like we could count on for a while. There is starting to regress as well. Just a rough stretch of baseball for Reese Hoskins and three, one that loss on Saturday. So especially after the loss on Thursday to show up and get one hit against Bumgarner. And then to play that game on Thursday or on Saturday, you have two games. Over this series where you combine for four hits in those two games. I mean, that's embarrassing. You put up one run over two games. Embarrassing. Just completely outplayed. And that's not even including the uh, Diamondbacks game that you think about, uh, the 6-1 to game. They put up one run or less in three out of five games. I mean, come on. Three out of four games. Excuse me. I mean, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. They get beat 6-1, 5-0, 3-1 in a span of four games. It's really bad. There's a lineup that was supposed to, quote-unquote, carry this team. You see Bryce Harper go out and hit his two homers, have that big game on Friday, and then nothing translates. Nothing carries over. There's no night-to-night consistency or no night-to-night excellence from this team. It just doesn't happen. Again, this is a team that has yet to win more than five games in a row all Season long. They have not been good enough to win more than five games in a row. I mean the Mets just won fifteen out of sixteen before losing yesterday. Fifteen out of sixteen. It takes two months for the Phillies to win fifteen games, it feels like. Just a major disappointment that showing on Saturday than yesterday, Sunday. A game they like Look, for all intents and purposes, have to have, right? I mean, that's the way you have to look at it. This is a game you have to have. You have to split this series. You can't lose it. You just can't lose it. And what do the Phillies do? They freaking lose it. Arietta just didn't have it. Uh, We're showing since the Bonespurs. uh, Goes three innings, lost five runs, seven hits. Just had nothing going, only 66 pitches. The pen comes in and. Um, unable to get the job done. Sadly, Nick Pavetta, who's been so great, struggles, um, gives up the winning runs ultimately, along with uh, Jose Alvarez, gives up technically the winning run, and then Pavetta knocks on a couple, but it, it just really started from the tip. The Phillies fought back, they go down early, uh, 2 nothing, but they fight back, take a 3-2 lead, then a 5-2 lead, but then All falls apart in the third as Arietta gives up a home run to Yastrzemski and then a few other runs, making it 5-5. The Giants would take a 6-5 lead in the sixth. Corey Dickerson ties it up in the eighth. Feeling excited. You're like, all right, all right, they can fight back. They can do this. And then in the eighth, the Giants pulled away, put up a three spot against Jose Alvarez and company. Nick Pavetta, and that was was it. That was the end. Phillies unable to fight back. Um, It was nice to see them fight a little bit in this one, I suppose, but just uh, yet again. Yet again, not good enough. Bryce Harper, one for three, a couple RBI, three walks. Nice to see Reese Hoskins. Hoskins over for four. He's down to 245 on the season, 385 OBP for the first time that I noticed, at least this season, for the first time in a long time. Slugging percentage at 494, under 500. Man, Reese has been ice cold. Seguir goes one for six yesterday. JT, nice enough game, two for three, scores three runs. Kingery, two for four, but that was it. Rodriguez does nothing. Corey Dickerson pinch hit early on uh but didn't do anything. Cesar had a nice three for four day, but that was it. Just um again, just a massively, massively, massively disappointing weekend for the Phillies. Just really an incredibly disappointing weekend. They could not have been more disappointing. I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. You know, they just really in a series that they had to add, a team that um you felt like was, was in this race And technically look they still are We'll get to the wild card race in a minute But this is a team that is still in the wild card race But they just don't feel like a team That, that deserves to make the playoffs They don't feel like a team that you should believe in To make the playoffs They don't feel like a team that has that capability I know it's crazy to say But they just don't feel like a playoff team They don't look like a playoff team At no point have they made me feel like They deserve to be a playoff team You know Aaron Nola pitches this weekend They don't show up They get waxed you feel like those are the games you can have. I mean, there's just no consistency. There's nothing to count on with this team. And uh, again, 27 and 34 since June 1st. So Jim Salisbury had an interesting piece on NBC Sports Philadelphia this morning that that uh, talking about this team and um, you know implying theoretically that something could be coming. Uh, Salisbury writes, "Things have gone ba- so badly for the Phillies lately that you have to wonder if the front office will use the opportunity of an off day on Monday to shake some things up." With possibly a coaching change or a personnel change, just something to keep an eye on. Here's the, here's the money quote right here. The situation seems ripe. Man. Um, he goes on to say that uh, they're trailing the wild card race by two games, 44 games left. As bad as things have been, manager Game Kapler is still full of fight. Of course he is. Here's what Gabe had to say. It was a tough trip, a disappointing trip, Kapler said moments after Sunday's losses from Salisbury's Peace. We didn't execute enough on offense or on the mound and now we have to go back home. We know we're in the hunt. We have to continue to fight. What we have control over is how we respond to getting knocked down and this road trip was definitely that. We will get up and we will get up strong. Sure. All right, Gabe. I mean, why would I believe that that this team's going to get up and get get up strong? I mean, all your rhetoric just comes across as hollow. Uh, you know, they, I, didn't you just tell me this team was unbeatable when they play their best? Certainly didn't look like that against San Francisco. I just And it all comes back. Look, I think it all revolves around right now this Gabe situation. And and Gabe, as we've discussed many times on this show, just continues to not be real enough for me personally in these post-game press conferences. I don't need him to rip his team. I don't need him to throw players under the bus. But just be real. Just act like what happened on the field is reality and what what I saw is actually real that – you didn't play well enough? Tell me you didn't play well enough. You know, don't come out and try and say, oh, but this, oh, but that, or, oh, we can be unbeatable. Just come out and be like, yeah, we stunk. We're not good enough right now. Facts. That's how it is. Because that is facts. And this team just has not been good enough. And and I think that the rhetoric that comes out of the manager's office at you know, night after night, game after game, is just silly. And it just feels hollow there feels no reality to it and look again you can only talk so much about this team and about what they can do uh, and then believe it until until a certain point it doesn't happen and then look this is a really interesting piece from salisbury salisbury saying you know theoretically expect to change potentially expect to change potentially i mean that is he says just something to keep an eye on the situation seems ripe a coaching or a personnel move, it doesn't seem like they've been interested in making co- coaching moves at all, but I don't know why. I mean, John Maley could go right now, as far as I'm concerned. What has that guy done? This lineup just has consistently underperformed, and at certain point, like, look, I'm all for blaming the players. I get that. I agree with that philosophy. These players have not played well enough. They just haven't. They need more from the players. Get it. Got it. Good. That also doesn't mean that I'm just going to let people keep rolling out there and at some point, a coach has to to take the brunt of this, right? At a certain point, someone has to be responsible. And I'm at that point with John Maley. I think he's gotta be responsible. This lineup just has consistently underachieved night after night after night after night after night. They are talented enough. We've talked about it. You look at some of the teams that have offenses that have been successful this season and and they're offenses that aren't as talented as this Phillies team. They're just not. And this Phillies team just consistently underperforms. They never hit home runs. They never get big hits. They don't show up for big games. At what point do you have to stop and say, all right, this is on X. This is on Y. It's not just this ineffable thing. It's not like you just keep doing it forever and it doesn't work. It comes back, it's interesting, because it does come back to that nightingale Kaplan article. That basically implied that the Phillies will not do anything with Kapler after the season; that he will be back. But man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if it continues down this road, if this trend continues, I don't know how they keep Kapler. Look, right now they're two games out of the wild card. All of a sudden, this is a team that for the last month we've been all oh, of the season ended today the wild card team. oh! I mean, how many times we said that? It's been a joke of a phrase at this point. That's all we've talked about. Oh, they're right there. They'll get there. Don't worry. They're going to make the playoffs. Blah, blah, blah. Right now, they're two games out of the wild card. all of a sudden. And they're trending the other way. They're certainly not trending as a team that's going to fight back and claw back in. So if this team falls apart again, if this happens for a second straight season and Gabe presides over another collapse, he's not back. I'm sorry. I don't care what that Bob Nightingale article said. There will be riots in this city. If they bring Kapler back after another collapse like that. And again, I think this team is talented enough to not collapse like that. I think they're certainly good enough to right the ship here. They have enough talent. I mean, again, these teams that we're talking about, the New York Mets. The New York Mets are ahead of them. Kill me. Kill all of us. This is what we were not. I mean, come on. You know, What happened here? How could this have happened? But um, they're still good enough. They're still talented enough. They're not that far out. So, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if they if they just continue on this trend, if this season just continues to be frittered away with loss after loss and big series and competitive series and you beat up you can't even beat bad teams and all that, and they end up five, six, seven games out of the wild card by the time this season ends, I don't think Gabe comes back. I just don't. I don't see how you do that. I don't see how you sell that to your fan base. I know that you might love him because he does what you say and stuff in the front office. And as they implied that he's uh, you know. The, the the they're indoctrinated in their their front office ways and all that and I, look I think all that's important stuff I just I, he's got to do better this team has to do better they have to compete for this wild card spot if Keppler wants to come back at least in my eyes I really I don't see how it works out otherwise but who knows I've been wrong before and this team right now this organization as it's currently comprised this front office all that is not necessarily done things the way we expect them to do it uh, at all times either so. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think the way this season plays out will factor into Kapler keeping or losing his job. And um, I think it's going to be, I really don't know how it's going to play out at this point. I mean, if I had to guess, I would lean more towards last year than them turning around. I mean, why would I believe in this team? All the recent evidence I've seen says that they're just going to fold, that they're not going to show up for big games. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I am, it is, I can be convinced of the opposite is the point, so. Big stretch of baseball coming up, um, and uh, this team's last stand, as it were. Um, speaking of the wild card race, right now the Phillies, uh, the Washington Nationals, in the top wild card spot by a half game over the St. Louis Cardinals. Right now, sitting at sixty-two and fifty-five on the season, the Cardinals at sixty-one and fifty-five, so tied in the loss column, just one game back in the win column. After that, the Milwaukee Brewers a half game back of the Cardinals at sixty-two and fifty-seven. And then the New York Mets. A half game back of that at 61-57. and 57. Uh, And then uh, the Phillies, a full game back of the Mets at 60-58. and 58. Diamondbacks only a game behind the Phillies at 59-59. The Giants at 59-60, only three and a half back. And then the Reds, five back. Padres, six and a half back, and so on and so forth. So still an incredibly crowded field here. You look at it uh, from the Giants on up to the Nationals. That is four games that separates seven teams. So... Uh, only two of those teams will make the playoffs, so it's a really interesting race. I think you know, you still feel confident saying that none of these teams are that good. You know, you don't worry too much about them from that perspective. But I think you also feel confident in saying that the Phillies aren't very good. You know, I think that's pretty clear. I mean, you want to go by run differential. Uh, the the Washington's at plus forty seven, St. Louis plus sixteen, the Mets are plus twelve, the Diamondbacks are plus sixty seven, then it's the Phillies at minus thirty three, the the Brewers at minus twenty. The Phillies are minus thirty-three. The Phillies have the the fifth worst run differential in the National League. Sixth, but six, no nope, fifth worst. Oh, excuse me. They're one run so sixth worst. The Padres are minus thirty-four. So one run separates them. The Phillies haven't been very good. They don't feel like a playoff team. They're not playing like a playoff team. They don't deserve to be a playoff team. And right now, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, as these other teams are playing better. We will see as it uh, kind of plays out here. Massive, massive, massive week coming up here as the Phillies come home after a just awful, horrendous West Coast trip. And uh, big-time baseball. Day off today. And then the Cubs in town tomorrow. Uh, Jason Vargas against Jose Quintana is having a rough year. Lefty, lefty battle there. Then the big one, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Just a massive game from so many angles. But Aaron Nola takes it against Cole Hamels. Hamels! The return to Philly for goal. That is going to be a sellout. That'll be a fun one. Of course, Nola lining up is a lot of fun, too. Then Drew Smiley against Hugh Darvish, who's been really good for the Cubs lately. Now, when that is a massive series, the Cubs in first place in the National League Central, you obviously don't feel great about it. Then after that, the Padres to town here. Jake Arrieta, uh, excuse me, Vincent Velasquez against Chris Paddock. Paddock's a way better pitcher. Uh, Jay Garriott against Denelson Lamette, and then Jason Vargas against Joey Lucchese, and then after that, a day off, then heading to Boston, and then to Miami, home for Pittsburgh, home for the Mets. So a real important, crucial streak of baseball coming up here is the Phillies really season on the line. Uh, you know, that series against the Mets in a few weeks is the end of August. Uh, so they have, before the end of August, Cubs at home, Padres at home, at Boston for two, at Miami for three, home for Pittsburgh, and then you're playing the Mets at home to begin September. Not a lot of baseball left for this team to finally figure it out and put it all together and become unbeatable, like Gabe said, which is just ridiculous. But um, right now, I'll just take I'll just take making the playoffs. I'll just take winning some games here, winning some series. Not disappointing. So that all starts now. Uh, off day today, big one. Then tomorrow, the Cubs come to town. Philly's coming home from that brutal West Coast trip. Hopefully, they can. Figure it out at home against the Cubs. Either way, we'll dive into it tomorrow. We'll talk more about the series, the importance, where this team's at, more and, and all that more coming up. Um, and, uh, again, enjoy the off day today as uh, Phillies need it because they need to figure out something to get back in action, find a way to win some baseball games before this season slips away. So until tomorrow, we'll be back to talk some Phillies-Cubs. Until then, thank you for listening to Phillies Dave right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.